Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sweetheart. Happy Friday, October 30th, Halloween Eve, Freaky Friday. <laughs> and you're listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. And say hello to our 35 million listeners, for those of you who say nobody listens to the station. <laughs> I'm in a smarmy mood today, Frank. I didn't warn you. I'm a little bit of a smart ass. You didn't warn me. I thought you were in a happy mood. No, I'm in a good mood. I'm just in a smart ass mood. So I might make a comment here and there. I love that mood of yours. You do? Because it gets a little it gets contentious a little bit. It's fun. Alright, good. Get the best out of you like that. Good. I love those that slide in my DM to tell me how wrong I am for uh for my invited guest. As if I called Donald Trump and said, yo, man, can you have Ivanka swing by? No, no, I told you yesterday, bro. We grew up together. We go way back. We chill like that, bro. We are we are tight like that. So I told her, hey, just swing on through. Bring your press crew, whatever. And uh, it'll make me look good here at Slam. <laughs> Idiots. You guys are morons. <laughs> yes, I had nothing to do with her visit. My students and I behaved with dignity, so... Imagine the thought of that. That's all right. It's all good. Tú me entiendes lo que te estoy diciendo. Sometimes you have people who look their gift horse in the mouth, or they already got out of this what they got out of it, and then when they leave, they want to be talking some some smack about the school. And it's people that I know that really either were troublemakers or People that really did get served by this administration well. So you learn a little bit about people in these situations, and, and I've learned it. Listen, I haven't, you know, I, this has affected so many people as far as people being judgmental about your politics. And it's affected so many people. So many. I, I, I gave you a little peek in. I lost a a schism and a friendship because of something that came up through politics. Whatever. These things happen. Yeah. So, you know, I think the common rule should be, I mean, guys, just, just deal with each other and that's it. Who, like, uh, I know people from both sides of the fence. I get along with everybody. So what does it matter who I vote for? That immediately makes me a bad person. The best part is nobody has a clue who I'm voting for. That's the funniest part of all this is no one has a, a, an idea of what my politics are like. It's none of their business. None of their damn business. So, whatever. You know, take it in stride. It's Friday. I'm going to enjoy the weekend. Um, haters, yeah, buddy. Haters going to hate. Yeah, buddy. What are you going to do, right? Like They're going to do that. That's who they are. That's how they're going to rock and roll. Always. So, whatever. Put a little something on my IG for those. A little sum-sum. Happy the, Friday, fool. There's always going to be haters, man. And those just, they just take it too serious. It's just, 
I, not like like Alberto came in yesterday here and said like not everybody's gonna agree with your every view and people just take it way too serious and then they take it as a bully attempt and they try to outsmart you and the funny thing is the people that try to sound smart by using big words but have no idea what they're talking about. Baseball headlines: Ryan Braun they declined his 2021 option. The Brewers did. He's 36 years old. I didn't realize. He's that old? Wow, I didn't realize. He might be done, Frank. He might be. He might actually be done. He's intimated that he may have played his last baseball game, which is strange. You don't look at him that way. No, not necessarily. But then again, he's not necessarily been on the on the headlines lately either. A.J. Hinge and the Tigers are about to sign a deal, ink a deal, which makes me happy that he gets a job again. Since he got sold out by his players. So he'll be he'll be getting back in the saddle, managing again. And talking about getting back on the saddle and managing again, Tony Larusa. I was I was surprised by that one yesterday when they said Tony Larusa, 127 years old, <laughs> um, <laughs> has come back to where it all started for him with the White Sox. Frank, were you were you born? 83. So he started with the White Sox before you were born. I didn't even realize that. That's crazy. I had no idea. I know he took him to a World Series in '83. He took him to a World Series '83. Wow, was it '83? No, '80. Hold on, he. I'm guaranteeing you, he took him to a World. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I might be wrong. I looked this up. No, I might be wrong. That might be what's his name, Castro lover. What's his name? Oh, uh, Guillen. Guillen. Two idiots say give a job on TV too. I don't understand. Is Ozzy Guillen? But Guillen was all six. Yes. Did the White Sox go? To World Series and lose once. Well, I don't know why I think Larusa led them to a World Series. I, they might have. I, let me look it up. I mean, I should know this, being that my dad's a huge Sox fan. But I, I, I do remember wrong. him saying that he waited outside for tickets early on. So you might be right. I don't know. Eighty? No, that was Detroit in '84. Like, no man. After further review, I actually don't think he took him to a World Series when he was there. Um, no, I don't think he did, Frank. He didn't win a World Series there, though. He won a World Series in, in Oakland in 89 right. and then 06 um, in St. Louis. But that White Sox team never made it to the World Series. So, no, he just, he, those were his first years with the White Sox. So. so he's back in the saddle again. Good for him. Clemson starting quarterback Trevor Lawrence test positive for a coronavirus. His start with Notre Dame in peril as he has to incubate for 10 days. They'll figure out a way to start him. Don't you think? Yeah. So, apparently he's showing mild symptoms, but doing okay, and away we go. Did you know Tony LaRusso was a Seminole? No, I didn't know he was a Seminole. You learn something new every day. Didn't know. Did not know. Yes. You know, they tell you to look in the face of adversity in a way that uh, allows you to be even keel, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I find that this week has been mirrored with adversity for us here at Slam Radio. Um, and I also think that the young adults here really behaved quite well. Agreed, a thousand percent. Amidst all that. And so 
you and I do get to take credit for that. Because they, yeah, they will all unanimously tell you that, no, you know, you've shown us that this is how we have to act. So what, what I believe has gotten lost in all of this nonsense that's gone on relative to Ivanka Trump's visit to this studio um, is we love to point fingers at kids when they don't do right. Like if they know right from wrong at a young age. Some of them don't. But when they do something so superb, as is the case with our group of leaders at Slam Radio, it gets diminished and undervalued because you have people who want to criticize and politicize the visit. Mm -hmm. So I think it's funny how I get hate as if it was my invite. Right. So for the record, I did not invite her. All right. I she was not a part of any communication with me. There she is. Oh gosh, Friday. Oh now Woohoo! Woohoo! We're a little somber. Now it got good. Good morning, Woo! GM. How are you? We're doing good, Patty. We're doing wonderful. Hey. How you doing? How you doing? We always go right around this time. That's when we get the visit. And things pick up around here. Spirits pick up around here. Because even me on a Friday, my old ass, I'm like, I'm dragging, but whatever. She walks in here, and it's like the ray of sunshine walks in with her. It's every day, guys. I wish you were here to see it. There we go. Have a wonderful Friday. Patty Delachea, our admin GM. You're heard, my boy! Have you even heard that role? You know GMs facilitate everything, right? Right. Between her and Bretto, like I have nice tables and chairs. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I get the, what else do you need? <laughs> yes. <laughs> do I need to paint the wall or something? What do we need to do to make it better? Uh, it's pretty good, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, Patty didn't invite this person. Mr. Bretto didn't invite this person. So all your hashtags about, you know, the admin here and these, these these stupid things that you're putting up that not only are untrue, but just, I, I'm not really sure how you can just make an accusation without any proof, but um, it's all good. It all works out fine. Most of the people who graduate from here understand and appreciate the value of having come to this school and the special care that they were given as students here. And those who don't appreciate it, you know, then that's their problem. I don't deal with that stuff. I also don't deal in negatives. So, um, but for the record, I didn't invite her. I'm going to actually make a bold statement here, Frank. Since I told you that I was feeling a little snarky. Today. Yes, here we go. Here right. we go. So Here we go. For the record, had it been my ultimate deciding choice, I would not have had her visit this week. Mm-hmm. Notice I said this week. This week. I would not have had her visit this week. Or pre-election, at least. It's not my control. I don't have any say in that. I facilitate. Other people organize. So, whatever. I mean, God bless whoever thinks that I'm that tight with Ivanka that I just called her. Because you, you realize that there's some people who think that I, I arranged this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I, I guarantee it. All my boys in my baseball thread are like, dude, but how did you how did you get in <laughs> touch with her? How did you get her to agree to come into the studio? I'm like, guys, I didn't do 
I didn't do it, Shay. I didn't do anything. Hmm. People are funny. Not a damn thing I did. So I didn't invite her. I wouldn't have invited her. Okay? Um, and it's evident in the care that I take and what our students show on the air here. I would have walked a tight line. I don't. I, I, this is the week of agnostic. Like, if anything, this is the week you just tell people to vote and you don't say anything else. So the last thing I'm trying to do is bring a polarizing figure with a name that's toxic. That's not. I'm not taking a shot at anybody. That's a fact. I would have never invited her here. So, clarifying here because I think I'm allowed to do that at the very least. I, I did not invite her here. I did not contact the White House. Um. Nor did I arrange a visit for her to come here. It's pretty ridiculous to think that I have that kind of palanca. Boy, I'd be some kind of friend if I could do that. You are the amigo. I mean, I get it. You know, I I understand that. Whatever my job, like obviously we have a lot of pull. Like, don't even swing it the wrong way. I I definitely am good friends with somebody that would have been able to arrange this. Like, I won't sugarcoat that. But I'm also very good friends with somebody who would have been able to arrange Pelosi to come in here. I don't do that stuff. That's not what you and I do. We worry about our students. Mm -hmm. Our students, be, you know, our priority. Number one priority, right? What, what I was saying. So whatever. So, you know, the same way I'm not going to put up with a student being insolent or insubordinate in class or disrespecting a peer, I'm not going to put up with somebody else outside of class. Like, I, don't need to, I don't need to listen to that. But, yes, just to clarify and clear it up, right? Just so we're all clear, I did not invite Ivanka. Ivanka was brought to the studio, okay? <laughs> all right? You guys got it? You understand it? You tell me I'm not supposed to say the word schmuck, right? Like, uh, that's not a good word you told me the other it's day. It's not a good word, but it's, I mean, it's better than another word. But hold on a second. Isn't our job to find the words that best describe situations and things to entertain our listeners? Fair enough, yes. Right? So then what else can I call them? It is a clean word, so... There's nothing wrong with it. It's not a bad word, right? I guess it's better than calling them a DB. <sighs> yeah, that's terrible. I don't have to say that one. I, I mean, I don't... Do you deter me from using the word schmuck all the time. You give me the evil eye when I use it. I do not. A little bit. Not really. Yeah, you do. Sort of. Why are you accusing me of that? Because you do. So then I need to find a word that better describes these idiots that think that I... Oh, that's right. Idiot's not a good word either. No, that's not a good one. That one, that one got people in trouble before. Let me be careful not saying the word idiot, guys. It was I idiotic, forgot. but yes. Yeah, we can say bad words, but we can't say idiot. That's okay. Um... <laughs> I want my whistle, dude, because that one deserves a freaking whistle. That I love everybody, whistle. but every once in a while, I, I got to say what it is. Maybe they'll take down something from my damn social media so that Bro. other people half naked and putting curse words on theirs. That Bro. represent the same slam I am. Let me not Bro. get into this. Bro. Whatever. Bro. It's all good. Bro. It's for the better good, right? For the greater good. I'm done. Definitely for the greater good. So then what better word would describe these nincompoops? I know you allow me to say that word. I like that word because it's a funny word. 
you know, that actually really think they've got their hands wrapped around all this, you know. The founders of, of, of our country, the founding fathers. And it just trips me out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Young people who you think are educated and, and just want to say things to say things. I'll respect everybody's opinion, but gosh, man, know what the hell you're talking about. Right, like, so I got a good giggle from that. Like, that's really funny. So I 100% give you the green light to use the word schmuck. Okay. I, I, one, I can't tell you how much I laughed yesterday realizing that there were people out there that thought that I invited Ivanka Trump here. So I... I I battled in my head, what's the word that best describe them? So I posted that Ben Franklin quote about fools. Mm-hmm. But I, fools doesn't quite capture it. No, doesn't. Fools is too soft. It's too soft. So I didn't write a word that's socially acceptable, that I can say that's not considered a bad word, that really describes a buffoon that would think that I arranged that. Forget about whether I would have liked to arrange it or not. The mere fact that I have the pull to arrange it. Gosh, you're giving me more credit than I deserve. There really is no other word to describe you. So, so the word schmuck mm-hmm. is, uh, is uh, considered an obscene term in Yiddish. Yes, it is. But in, That's uh, how I know it because I was raised in Brooklyn. But it's a common American term now. So am I officially speaking Yiddish when I say that, you know, someone's a schmuck? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess, but... So why don't you look up the word stunad? Stunad. S-T-U-N-A-D. Got a feeling that one's worse than schmuck. My opinion or understanding of what stunad is is when you can't really grasp concepts. Um, it's Italian slang for a stupid person. There you go. I wouldn't have said it that way. But. What you mean? You quit your job, you stunad. There you go. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, what's better? See, stupid's bad. Well, crazy. It also says crazy. Stupid. Urban, di- Urban Dictionary said stupid. Google said crazy. Huh. And stupid. Yeah, schmuck is better than that. Schmuck is better. Stunad's tough. I remember the street. Like, yeah, what are you, Stunad? <laughs> so schmuck is better than Stunad. Schmuck, yes. So that's the word I can use to describe any fool who thinks that I had anything to do with that. By the way, I can guarantee none of our students arranged it either. I know it's a student-run station and all, but I just want to, now that we're clearing things here, none of the students that you guys are attacking had anything to do with it. Right. So, so with schmuck, until we get some complaints from our Jewish friends, then that we can we keep on using it. So it's been a valuable lesson to teach our students, and the one thing that I think they've learned, like any good news cycle, it'll go away and people will get over it. It's unjust. It's unfair. It is unfair. And my platform is this. So, like, I can't go on social media and post something, but I'm gonna say what I gotta say. I don't care. I have not said anything wrong. No. And I will continue to defend these kids forever. And ever. They got to do right by me, though. You know what I'm saying? Of course. They can't be fools. No. Mm -hmm. Just saying.
Told you I was snarky today. Are you ready for the weekend, Frank? I am absolutely ready for the weekend. I'm, I'm waiting for you to tell me, hey, you can just go home right now. No, but are you, like, consuming college football this weekend? Uh, I am going to be consuming some college football this weekend. Yes. Really? How so? What is it that you're going to do? I'm going to sit on my couch and watch some TV, and then at night get ready for some Halloween action with Addy's first Halloween. That should be cool. Yo, you sent me a picture of Addy. Talking about Addy before we go to break. We, you, Boy, she was chilling. The one that she's sleeping with her hands behind her head? Yes. She looks like she's chilling on the beach like life is grand. How in the world? I don't, I don't know how she fell asleep like that. <laughs> she's funny. <laughs> you got your hands full, brother. She's definitely daddy's girl. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. Jen couldn't put her to sleep last night. She yeah. gave her to me. Within three minutes, she was passed out. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, are we going to talk about Khloe Kardashian turning 40? Did wow. you know she's turning 40? No way. That's crazy. That's probably why she needed all that surgery so she can look different. Oh, shoot. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, you, you didn't turn off the mic. I know you were just trying to whisper it under your breath, but it didn't work out that way. Ah. To be fair, <laughs> every year she looks different. So there's so Frank is right, to be honest. Thank you. She changes her look every year. It's talking fine. about changing looks. Talk about her sister. You know, OJ's kid, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, she doesn't look like OJ anymore. Uh, incredible how her <laughs> surgeries made her stop looking like OJ all of a sudden. Isn't that incredible? Unbelievable. Thank God. I mean, thank God she's not really OJ's kid because I would think something's up there, right? Like, all of a sudden she gets surgeries to look different than OJ. That's weird. Took surgeries to make her look like her sister, more like her sister than she did, maybe because, well, they were just half-sisters or something and nobody really, I'm just saying... Is that wrong to say that? I know I'm not alone in that mindset. I mean, I guess you can say allegedly. I could say allegedly. Because then maybe that'll help you out. Yeah, I can't just toss, cast aspersions. No, no, you can't. Way. You can't it's just not, it's not good. throw out those kind of you can't do it. Plus, I have no proof. Exactly. But whatever. You only have suspicions from the way outside. No, it's just because she looked a lot like OJ. You have suspicions <laughs> so far outside that you're on the other border. She looked a lot like OJ, guys. I'm just saying. If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it looks like a duck, maybe it's a duck. Duh. Uh-huh. Just saying. The aftermath, Dodgers win the World Series. I'm just tickled. I guess pink. It's breast cancer awareness month, right? Yeah. So I'll go pink. Can we leave Kobe alone? Well, although they, didn't, they didn't resuscitate Kobe with the Dodger win, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, uh, Kobe, Kobe did this. Come on, guys. Oh, God. It is rather ironic that the two LA teams won after he passed away. It's unreal. You know, it's like it's like he almost punished San Fran. He's like, you can't win. You're not L.A. You're but, North but you, but, you know, that's part of my conspiracy with sports, though, because when the whole marathon bombing happened, didn't Boston win the World Series that year? Yes, they did. And then when 9-11 happened, didn't New York win the World Series that year? Oh, no, they lost. Thanks for reminding me of how they lost that World Series. <laughs> I can always count on you to rub salt on the wound. You're just wonderful that way. No, they didn't. Yeah, buddy. No, they got walked off, Frank. Remember? You remember that, right? Game seven of the 2001 World Series, you remember. Yeah, soft line drive over Jeter's head. Yeah, yeah. of course I remember. No, it wasn't over Jeter's head. It was over the second baseman's head. Yes. Okay. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> I told Luis Gonzalez's face, I don't like you. 
Everybody died laughing. They put him right next to me on purpose to do a remote. <laughs> I just looked at him. The show starts. I said, do I really have to do a show next to this person? Wow, bro. Next to this guy. And he just started cracking up. I, go, it's not, I told him, I go, it's not funny. I go, I don't like you, man. I go, there's nothing about you. I like, he really was a cool dude. Hey, bro, I was going to say. He, he took it like a champ. Answer. Oh, no, he took it like I a champ. I saw him walking out of Hooters one time. I screamed out, Gonzo. And he stopped, looked. He took it like a champ. Bro, he, was, he was a cool guy. I busted on him. Yeah, we were just laughing afterwards. He was, he was really nice. But, yeah, I gave him all kind. I gave him itchy. All sorts. <sighs> I think it becomes an uneventful weekend only because there's only one kind of sport. Well, there's good football Sunday also. That's Sunday. Ravens play the Steelers. But that's Sunday. Okay, so, I mean, it's part of the weekend. But, Frank, it's Sunday. All right, so what college game are you looking for on Saturday? I'm just looking for a college game. Canes don't play. I know they bye don't week. play. That's why it's also a, it's a bye week for them. Tua Tungavailoa starts on Sunday. Right? Oh, but that's Sunday. He's going to get obliterated. What a disaster that's going to be. I don't know, man. All the media is really on his side with this. Like, I'm really confused with why they're giving him so much hype. Um, I hope for the best of the Dolphin fans and the Miami Dolphins that he does well, but um, I don't see it, and especially since he hasn't really gotten hit hard. He's going to be waiting for that hit. Once that hit comes, we don't know how he's going to react to it. Well, Trevor Lawrence-less Clemson Tiger team will be at home noon kickoff from Memorial Stadium in Clemson. They oh, well, it's okay. They have Boston another five-star quarterback. Yeah, and he's actually the third stringer. That's what's funny. They're going to start the third yeah. stringer, and he's a five-star guy. So It's okay. They'll be fine. They'll wow. they'll survive. Georgia plays Kentucky on the road. Cincinnati's at home. Number seven, Cincinnati hosting Memphis. Number thirteen, Michigan hosting Michigan State. I don't see any good football here, Frank. Notre Dame against Georgia Tech. That's not good football. No, nope, that's, that's trash. Out. Alabama, Mississippi State. I'm still looking for a good game. Ohio State, Penn State. Battle of the losers. I hate both those teams. Well, I mean, that's okay game. That's a Big Ten game. Bro, I think it's like I'm going to do stuff around the house on Saturday. Florida, Missouri at the Swamp, 730. That's a night game. If I really want to watch the Gator, I'll do it after grilling. I mean, the only problem with that OSU-PSU game is that uh, PSU is extremely overrated. The only problem with that game is that it's OSU versus PSU. That's it. Other than that, it's a football game. It'd be great. The problem is the two people going at it, two teams going at it. Well, let's just say I'm not a big fan of theirs. Yeah, I don't see all the great football you're talking about here, mister. I told you I'm snarky today, bro. I don't know we're going to get to do this again. You know that. What, be snarky? No, go this long without a commercial. Just go this long without a commercial. So, you know, sooner than later, these long rants are going to go away. They're going to go away. And we got it. In fact, it'll be almost as if you, this show just doesn't exist anymore. It, it'd be the same name, right? But it'll just be uh, a little different. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio.
Still here, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I guess it's that time of the year, isn't it? You know, I'm very not pro-Halloween. It's not even a religious thing. Honestly, it's not. I'm not that tightly wound. I'm excited for tomorrow, man. But this song is kind of cool during this time. This song is great. Actually, the song is awesome. The song is great. I can't hear it all the time, but I like hearing it because it reminds me of old times. Video is the, the best of all time. That's the greatest video I've ever That's seen. the greatest video of all time. I don't care who you are and what video you're going to come at me with. That's the greatest video of all time. Period. That's the video that started all the cinematic music video stuff. Like, that's the one that created the entire thing. That, that's a movie on its own. I think it's like a 12-minute video, and it has its credits. What other video has actual credits? Pretty crazy. Well, the progressive commercials with flow, you know, it's kind of quick, but they put credits on there. Well, I, I know. I get it. That was a joke, by the way. No. Mm-hmm. Not a good one. No. Bro, I'm kind of hung up on this thing. You know that, right? I'm not going to let it go. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Here's why I, not, I don't want to let it go is because, first of all, so I don't think I've been prohibited from posting on social media, but I believe that it's it, it it's being frowned upon at this point relative to the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to ask anybody permission to do anything. I'm clear about that. But I'm just baffled by the ignorance. I'm not incredibly appreciative about the position it put me in either. No. So she's a, she, it was all a, a joy to do and everything, but in retrospect, I don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Appreciate having had to have been in the middle of that. Especially now that, you know, it's in harm's way. You tell me, yeah, but I mean, you brought your kids. Yeah, you're right, I did. Came to visit a studio that we've worked very hard on for years. The people who are here put their blood, sweat, and tears in this place, just like I have, just like you have. Um, I'll be very candid, and I hope this isn't a negative message. I, I am truly disappointed in the outcome of this. Um, this is, it's, it's nothing. Her visit is nothing, guys. It's nothing. It's not representative of anything. So, whatever. It really bugs me. And I've gotten a lot of support on the back end. Our administration has been very supportive. Our principal has been very supportive. Absolutely. He understands that I've been put in a weird position. Mm -hmm. But whether you're a schmuck, whether you're an idiot, whether you're an ass munch, you know, when you point a finger that way at someone, you want to point it at me, that's good. Don't point at the don't point at the students. Point it at me if you want. If that makes you feel better, go ahead and point it at me. If it makes you feel like bigger and stronger, then go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know why my phone is ringing that way. If you could call Manny and see what's going on, Frank, I'd appreciate okay. it. Okay. Apparently this 
Only reason they call is because it's important. Yep. But um, I don't know. I'm just. Why is this phone ringing? I'm calling, so just. So I'm severely disappointed in a bunch of people that. So I'm the kind of person you come to school, right? And I give first. And I wait to receive. And sometimes I get burned in that exchange, and that's fine. But you have to show students that way. You don't have to wait for a student to do for you. You, you do for the student. That's our job. So I guess what annoys me is, is that there's a lot of people I've done for, a lot of people I have, you know, my gestures have been to do for. And everything gets seen on social media, and I see their names popping up in criticisms. It's discouraging. It's discouraging. So a lot of people, they like to hide behind a, a keyboard or hide behind their phone. And you're a freaking coward for doing that. Keyboard warriors. Yeah, but these keyboard warriors are now warriors that go in at the age of 18, sign and say, whatever, dude, if you're going to put me in a position where I die, then I die. I'm not trying to make myself Arnold Schwarzenegger here, but kudos to any American that signs up for the military. Because you are saying, you know what? I will go ahead and risk my life for this country. The funniest part is every one of these bastards that do this, I can guarantee you do not have military experience and lack a certain amount of American pride. So my, my suggestion to them is to go to another country. If you don't like what's going on here, then just leave. If you don't like what's going on here, get out. Don't let the door hit you with a good look. If you... We're born and naturalized in this country, and you don't like what's going on in this country. Get the frick out. Do me a favor, leave. With it, when you leave, your freedom of expression, your freedom of religion, your freedom of, uh, of speech, okay, will all go by the wayside. Go wherever you need to go, if you will. It's okay. But... Go away. I've worked at a place. I've not liked where I've worked. I've went and I got another job. I left. You are free to choose whatever you want. Get out. If, if it's so bad here, if there's so much terrible stuff going on, if there's so many things that bug you about American culture, about the history of this racist country, like some of you say, then do me a favor. Good luck getting free education. Good luck getting the things that you have in this country. And good luck speaking up wherever the hell you go. I wish you the best of luck. But don't stay here. Because you know why? Because you don't really feel like you're American. Since you don't feel, you feel very un-American. You don't feel a, a, a lineage to, to the country you live in because of all the things that are wrong here. Then why should you get to enjoy the benefits? Right? We're quick to kick immigrants out of here who want that freedom because they're not Americans. And just because you were born in a hospital inside the United States doesn't make you any better than anyone else. In fact, I think personally, when your mindset is that way, I personally think you're kind of bit of a you're a little bit of a jack's a jack's ass. You're kind of a um, what can I say? This you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah, that's what it is. So you want. You only want to be American when 
it's convenient for you to be American, right? But when you want to complain about being American, then, then that's when you use your freedom of, of expression. That's when you use your voice. That's when you get, use all the liberties that are, are given to you as a freaking American. That's when you use them, when you want to complain about being American. So then do everybody a favor. Leave. Do me a favor. Don't vote. Why are you voting? I told you I was snarky today, bro. No, ya veo. Come at me. Did you sign anywhere, guys? Did you, are you willing? Listen, one of my best friends put his life on the line and went and served this country in war. Period. Good, bad, and different, whether he hates my Yankees, whatever it is, at the end of the day, the respect comes from he's a warrior. He's my boy. I trust him with my life. But then again, we all trusted him with our lives because he, unbeknownst to you, said, I will give my life for you. And you schmucks want to continue to cast a negative light on that type of authority. Disrespect our military. This country was built on certain values. It's going to change with ebb and flow. It has to change. There are things that have to be bettered in this society. Be a part of the solution. Do not be a part of the problem. God bless your heart if you think that I'm tight with Ivanka. And I said, Ivanka, come on through. I'll make you a colada or something. You want to know what you idiots don't know is I went to eat afterwards. And I have proof with somebody in our class right now. I went to eat afterwards. And know for 100%, 100% assurity that she was about to get where I was going, where I had eaten. 100%. I knew it. The Secret Service agent that I dealt with in here, I saw her there. We saw the police presence coming. We picked up and we left. My daughter asked me, aren't you curious to see what's going to happen when she comes? I said, I've had enough of Ivanka for one day. I don't mean that in a bad way. I did my job. I was done with my job. I'd eaten dinner. I wanted to go home. I was tired. I'm not chasing her. You know why I tell you that? I'm not trying to prove any worth to anybody. But I didn't invite her. If I knew her, I would have hung out with her and had coffee with her. <laughs> and the proof is, after dinner, I could not care any less about Ivanka Trump. I didn't stick around to say hello. So for those of you who think I invited her, mira, this is what I do to you. You got nothing. You got nothing. Shame on you, actually. Coming at kids. Come at me. Enough from the clown. Come at me. Because the problem is that you come at me, this is what you're going to get. I don't care. That's the problem is I don't care. I got Sirius behind me. I got Pandora behind me. I got this foundation behind me. That's where I'm careful, where I don't want to misrepresent our foundation. Our goals, our initiatives to help people who want to be helped, and we do all the time. If you're an ingrate that graduated from here, or you just got nothing better to do than to talk crap, um, here's my message to you. You got nothing. You have no value in your life because you have nothing better to do than to criticize others. Take your intelligence, if that's what it is, because I find some of the stuff to be ignorant, but some of it's very intelligent and inquisitive. And some of the stuff, actually, I like to hear because I like to hear both sides all the time. Apparently, I'm not giving credit for that because I look a little Hispanic, right? See, Frank, everybody just assumes that I'm a Trumper, right? Assume whatever you want. You'll never know. None of your freaking business. But don't assume. 
I make just as fun, as much fun of him as I do of Nancy Pelosi, as much fun as I do of anybody on either side of the fence. So if you're going to judge me, come at me with facts. Here's a fact that nobody knows, Frank. I've said this before on the air. I don't usually discuss my vote. But if you remember, who did I vote for in the 2008 election? Much to the chagrin of my friends. Uh, Obama? Barack Obama. Okay, there you go. None of your business. Who cares? I didn't vote for him the second time. Who cares? None of your business. I keep saying the same thing. But if that's what, if you want to make me the target, good. Then they're not the target. The kids aren't the target. Then my job is done. But for the record, officially, since I can't go on Instagram, and, you know, I, I, I want to keep things copacetic, and I want to make a good example to our students. I don't want to be negative in any way, shape, or form. But get it through your stupid freaking head. Didn't invite her. Brought to my home as a guest. I treated her cordially. She left. It's that simple. If you don't like it, tough duties. Too bad. If I want them to come here, they come here. If they do this to me and they say, and I say, no, you know what? I'd rather she not come. They're looking for my replacement. She wouldn't have come, but then I'm out of a job. And are yeah, you, you idiots going to pay my bills? No. No. Here's the last thing I'm going to clarify. Because I am clarifying that I didn't invite her. I'm also clarifying that I was not opposed to her visit. I'm not sure why we did it. I wouldn't have done it a week before the election. I said it loud and clear. But that wasn't my choice. I could have chosen to say, you can't come in here. I chose to be a cordial host. As I was asked to. Because it's my job. Same way my friend who went to war for this country was doing his job. He did that job. He didn't ask you permission. He didn't ask you to say thank you, right? He just did his job, and it's appreciated on a whole by most people. Not all, by most. You don't need to appreciate me like you appreciate someone who served our country proudly in war. War in peacetime, like me. But I prefer, rather than you criticize, I prefer you say nothing or say thank you and move on your merry way. It's pretty simple. So, I guess, right, Frank, the warning's out there? Yeah, buddy. I think I've been perfectly clear, right? Yeah, buddy. So, the other thing that's going to change here on this show is we're going to speak facts around here. I thought we always speak facts. Yeah, but we let opinion slide in once in a while. The only opinion here that should matter is our students. Not mine, not yours. The only opinion that should matter here is our students. Yes. But those students are not going to be able to come out here and spew things that aren't factual. They're not going to get to come out here and be irresponsible, like the people who are criticizing Ivanka's visit to Slam Radio. I will continue to do my job on a day-to-day -day basis, and I'll continue to take any criticism I need to take. It's all good. I... Uh, I don't have a problem with that. Leave the kids alone, though. So if you're a grown-up coming at us, leave the kids alone. Do me a favor. Shut your trap. And that means if you graduated from here two years ago, by the way, you're not a kid anymore, bro. That blanket got taken off. You're an adult. Shut the bleep up. Grow the bleep up. Knock it off. <laughs>
You graduated, you still don't know how to act. Idiot. Yeah, I said it. I called him an idiot. What? That's to the grown-ups. To kids who want to criticize, who kids think that, you know, reposting is cute. Someone who's six months removed from graduating, right? I've seen, listen, I saw a kid repost this, Frank, who had a myriad of issues when they were in school here. taken care of by administration and all the people that work behind the scenes in this building to make this person calm and better and survive. And this person, all they ever did was criticize the people in this building and the things in this building. It's the only thing they ever did. And then I see this person repost the negative post. Oh, God, your life sucks. I tried for years, right? It didn't work. Your life sucks. This was a slam radio alum going out there. And just, you're an idiot. And I can call you an idiot because you're an adult. <laughs> oh, but it's a bad example, Milan. Stop. We all take bad examples. We all go to social media and do the stupidest things. Our teachers, our administrators, we all do it. In fact, I think I'm probably better than everybody else when it comes to that. Man, if I go off, I'm going to get in trouble because I feel like going off, but I'm, I'm going I'm to keep it copacetic. Worry about your business. I worry about mine. What if my, my business was my job? These students, giving them a voice, allowing them to be themselves. If I've got to correct them, if I've got to put them in their place, my job. They can take to it. They can choose to not take to it. Whatever it is, it is. But please, 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 don't make assumptions. Don't attack them. And if you're going to attack me, you better, you better be ready. Like, it better be with facts and stuff because it's no facts. Nothing factual. You just want to spew negativity. So, uh, and by the way, uh, a lot of people getting a lot of laughs out of this at the end of the day because there's a lot of people in this building that have thick skin and they wipe their ass with all of these critics. As soon as they talk to me, they say, you know, there's a method of doing it where you take your hand Right, you reach with the right hand. Generally, a wipey is better because you get all of it completely, right? And then you reach behind and you go swift wipe of the ass. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Serious XM 145 Slam Radio. Oh, you're taking me back with that one. Final hour of the week here. You like that song or you're just doing it for effect, Frank? Yeah, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah, that song is whatever. But whatever. You know I'm not a big Halloween-y dude. I'm not. I know you're not. I am. I told so you I'm looking all, forward to my... What I, are you I, dressing up as for Halloween-y? So we're doing, we're doing a family theme. 
And I'm only I, I I'm only agreeing to it because of my daughter. Because if not, I'm not oh, the type. Boy, I'm not on. the guy that matches with his wife or girlfriend or whatever. I never do that. I, that's, I that's not that's not me. So. Yeah, that's not me. I dressed up as a bag lady once when my girlfriend dressed up as a witch. We did it a couple years ago because I didn't want to dress up and she wanted to dress up like something. So I got away with just wearing a hurricane jersey and she dressed up like a referee. Okay, so that was good. But so they, they you got the pass that year. I got Apparently the pass. this year you didn't get a pass. Well, I actually volunteered to it because she's going to be dressing up. Soft, Addison. He's getting soft. Addison's gonna be dressed up like a like a like a fairy. Give me a second. Soft. I got a call. No, you got a call, but hold on. But, but I need to hear this. That call is most likely our flag football segment. I'm almost certain that that's Manny Sanabia getting ready to come on and talk a little bit of flag football with us. Well, let me that, it's Manny, but you got. I, I don't know who it was. Yeah, I just put Manny. him on hold. He hold so, on. Yeah, it's Manny. He's listening, or she. It's Manny. It's Manny. Remember the flag football interview we have? Okay, that's right. That's right. That's what it is. So anyway, so uh, they got Addison uh, fairy costume or whatever. So then uh, my wife wants to dress up like a unicorn. So I so she's like, "Are you gonna help? Are you gonna are you gonna participate?" And I told her, "Absolutely not," okay. because you know how I am. Good. So then I started. Down. Thank God. I started processing it, and I'm like, "Yo, hold on a minute. What? I can kind of do something good with this." No. So I'm gonna oh, no. dress up. Listen to this. No. I'm gonna dress up like a wizard, oh, no. on vacation. So I have the excuse of not having to wear anything hot. Then go my swimsuit, a wife beater or a tank top. I don't know why it's called that, but whatever. A tank top with my wizard hat. Ya tengo la barba, and I'm ready to go. So now I participate. Now I look like like I'm a family man without necessarily. You know what happens is that you don't realize that there will be a picture that then is forever etched in your history. How? How bad could this be? What you just described, how you're dressing up. I would rather not be caught dressed like that in a picture. Why not? Well, the first two words were wife beater. That's a problem. Well, a, a white a tank top. A, a white tank top. A wife beater. You said it correctly. Why is it called that? I don't know. <laughs> but it's rightfully named. It's pretty good. Funny. The image of six foot four you in a white beater and something that makes you look like a wizard, but only in shorts and flip flops. Not the prettiest. I'm just, if I put it out there for our kids, they're going to tell us it's not the best side in the world. It's the most perfect costume in Miami. Because look, a wizard, I'd have to wear this big ass cloak or something really hot. And you know, Miami is like muggy. It's 96 in late October. So why? So now I get to wear una trusa, a, uh, a tank top, flip flops, and all I have to do is dress to worry about my head. That's it. I'm good. And nobody can know it's me. It's a mask. Good. Flip flop, a tank top. Only in date. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I get to wear my only in date outfit. You, um, you're a brave man. I also make fun of you because that's pretty funny. Why would you do that? Why? Because I look good to my family and I can still get away with doing the whole Halloween thing. I want to see the picture. That I'm laughing to myself. I'll send you the picture. Self is being humored here because that picture will be very funny to, to, to peek at years down the road. I think my costume comes out great. I'm actually a good Halloween costume designer guy. I don't like doing the whole thing, go to Party City and buy whatever's in the packaging. That's not who I am. I, I come up with my own concoctions. So before I get our next guest on, do you know my wife played a trick on me yesterday? What'd she play? I passed out on the couch for a little bit. Mm -hmm. She caught my videos, videotaped me snoring. Oh, okay, that's fun. Oh, no, she got me good. Yeah, but remember, she doesn't do well when the joke's on her. Uh-huh. So. so something, so a wrath, the wrath realized, of When she realized... Oh, I didn't kill the lion. The first thing out of her mouth was, well, I didn't post it on social media. 
She's blackmailing you. Yeah, but hold on. All I have to do, remember, I have thick skin. All I have to do is if I get her better, is I'll post it myself on social media, and then I'll post how I got her. <laughs> she can't get mad. You're right. You didn't post on social media. I did. <laughs> I said, I go, oh, we're there. Is that where we're at? I told you, I go, that's where we're at, right? I said, okay. I said, children, please note, the person who cannot take a joke is playing a joke. I go, this will not end well. <laughs> I am a prankster. I am known to play jokes, therefore I will play a joke. I'll get her back in due time. Our next guest, thanks to him, I can brag like some old fart that really was any good at flag football. I really wasn't. But because of our next guest, I can call myself. I was reminded the other day, Frank, I brought this up on a show, that I'm actually a two-time Top Gun national champion in football. Like, I only remember playing in one of them. The other one I played, it, it was one we won in Vegas. And I say we very flippantly because they put me on a roster of 10 guys. I was running the tournament. I guess he hung up. Text him. Tell him to call back. Okay. I went to go check to see if he was there. He wasn't. He heard us, though, so he probably got... I hope he heard us because I was just introing him, so I'm going to stop the intro real quick. That doesn't make sense to intro somebody's not on the phone. Where'd he go? Anyway. Yeah, he's not there. But anyway. So, yeah, they put me on a roster, a tournament that I was actually running. And I was in, I literally had to put my clipboard down. I swear to God, Frank, I put my clipboard down. And they put me in for an extra point. Mm -hmm. So I played the extra point. I didn't do anything of consequence on the extra point. But I had to put on flags and everything. I went, I played the play. I came off the field. I continued to run the tournament. So they won. So they have like a little joke that I won too because that was on the roster for that one. So every so often I get pissed off. I say, yeah, I'm a two-time. Well, it was only one that I won. Is he there? No, I, I'm waiting for him to call back. That's what I said, text him. So Manny was basically a star player on, uh, on this team. All right, I text him. And he's being inducted into the National Flag Football Hall of Fame in January. Nice. With a couple of my other teammates, Rick O'Bara and Rupert Hidalgo. Uh, actually, it's just funny to me because I don't. The real star in that team is not in the Hall of Fame. It's really weird, which is Albert Leon. Guy rushed the quarterback. He made their defense stalwart because the quarterbacks didn't have time to throw the ball. Everything's timing in flag football. You had, you know, three and a half seconds. He gave you 2.8 seconds. So it was the difference between having the time to throw the ball and getting sacked. So. And that guy's not in the Hall of Fame. But whatever. They'll get him in there at some point. You can't avoid it. But these three guys are really the catapults of that old MOB team. And he has started his own, uh, he does interviews on his Instagram Live talking to people in the flag football community. And it's been excellent. We've flirted with the idea of doing the show, a show of, you know, a podcast of this or whatever. So he's taken up on it. So we're going to start doing segments on the show with him. And then eventually we're going to, uh, we're going to have him on the air. Except his phone has to work. True. Happened. I don't know. It was weird when I picked up the phone originally. I said Slam Radio a couple of times. I didn't hear anybody talk, but there was somebody on the line, so I just flipped them over. And now when I went to go check now because you were going to put him on, he wasn't there. Well, that's bad. I would have liked to have had him on. Hope 
Hope we can get him back on the circle, but it is what it is. Yo, man, I'm not impressed with college football schedule this weekend. It's bland. You told me it was good. No, I told you I was going to watch football. I didn't tell you anything about it's going to be good or not. Don't put words in my mouth. No, it's not good. It sucks. It's bland because you don't have any co- um, conf- like conferences facing off against each other. Everything is just in-conference games. It's garbage. So it's 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 a little it, it it is a little boring. I mean, it's fun because football is back, but it is a little boring, you know. There he is. Something must have happened. There he is. See that? The power of technology. Our next guest, I can honestly tell you, he's re- he has represented the United States in world flag football tournaments. He has played flag football since, I got to say, Manny was probably 16 when he started playing with us in my league. Um, I don't know how many he's won. Um, the one that I think matters to him most is the one he won with me. <laughs> uh, seriously, he's <laughs> going to be making it as he's going to be inducted in January into the uh, National Flag Football Hall of Fame, the USFTL National Flag. I think it's the USFTL he's being inducted into. I believe it is. Uh, our next guest, a dude who's played the game a little bit, flag football, and right now he's delving in the world of interviewing people in that world and really has made a name for himself because he does a damn good job of it. I would never thought Manny would be the kind of guy that can ask inquisitive <laughs> questions and conduct an interview, and and it's one of the only lives that I'll sit there and watch for 45 minutes of anybody. You do a really good job. Manny Sanabia joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. What's up, Manny? How you doing, man? Hey, long time, Larry. Everything's great, brother. How you been? I'm good, man. In the studio audience here today, we have uh, none other than Fellow, our favorite Marine. No way, Fellow. <laughs> so he's listening to you, and he gives you a shout-out. I just wanted to let you know he's sitting in here hey. in the studio uh, enjoying Good Morning Amigo. Brother, what gave you the idea to do Flag Football Breakdown? And you can catch him on Instagram, at Flag Football Breakdown. What, what was the idea behind it? What what motivated you to do this? It was a little surprising at first, but it's darn good. Thank you, thank you. So, you know, it, it actually started off where, have you seen the detailed um, ESPN show that, that Kobe Bryant had? Yes, I do. Or has, that has. So that it started with that because um, I love the way that he was breaking down film, when he was breaking down games and specific people. And that's, Ultimately, that was my, my, my view at that time where I was like, hey, I want to create something like that for flag football where, where there's so much film out there from people playing. And I kind of wanted to do that where I'm like, hey, this person is running this route or running this offense or this defense because of this. It has changed and, and kind of morphed into what it is now um, just from, you know, feedback and, you know, just different thoughts that's coming to mind. But that's how it first started. I wanted to do kind of like players and team breakdowns and it's just morphed into this cool you know page where i'm helping people with their games and their strategies and their approaches to the game and um, just coaching them through different things you know how there's mental blocks or whatever it might be i mean we've all gone through that experience where which is the fun part actually i just got off a phone call with somebody where i was helping them kind of get over a little hump where he's like hey i can't figure out how to beat this defense so it was like, hey, I've went through that too. Here's how we got past it. So it was really cool that I'm able to, you know, pass on information that took me probably years to figure out, and it was a lot of fun. Which makes the that's what makes the game so addictive to uh, to us is you know the the constant um, challenge of, of overcoming all these obstacles. So 
I'm able to help somebody out that instead of having to wait a year or two years to figure out, I'm able to tell him in an instant. So I think that's so cool that he's now going to go and try that out against the team that he's going to play this weekend. One of my favorite segments of yours, joining us here on Good Morning Amigo, is a very, very good friend of mine, my old teammate in flag football, Manny Sanabia. Uh, you can catch him at Flag Football Breakdown. He's, I consider him a flag football guru, and he's taken to uh, social media to really drive a message and do interviews in the world of flag football that are, for flag football heads like myself, they're excellent. The one that really caught my attention was one that you did I don't know if it was Rupert that you did it with, or you may have been with Callahan, and you were talking about the old days where the three of you, and I remember you would do this in my league, um, you would, the, your game would end and you would have chairs and you'd sit far away from everybody. You almost were having your own thing there. And you guys would sit there and talk, and you'd toss a ball around, and you'd see the three of you just talking. You would look, it looked like you guys were yucking it up, and it wasn't until I started playing with you guys <laughs> that I realized that those were very special powwows. Many of those yeah. powwows were, were the foundation of many of the national championships that MOB won over the years in flag football. Yeah. Um, that was one of my favorite. Take a peek inside and see what happened. And for the, for, the, for the common world that hears me talking about flag, you guys don't necessarily know the world of flag, but if anybody can do that in whatever it is that they're reporting, like they're doing a good job. And you, you, a lot of us, I know I commented with some other former players, and they said that that was a cool story to hear. Is that you guys? It always seemed like you were just out there being your, almost like selective. Like you didn't want to hang out with the rest of the crew. You're right. You were busy doing stuff, and 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 then you like you have a game that you guys would play about making up different routes. Oh, so why don't Ooh. if we do this and then, and then, and all of a sudden it became like a chess match amongst you guys, and you would go get something to eat afterwards, and you talk some more. How much of that really did, could you attribute? Because you guys were physically talented, but how much of that do you really believe was a difference? many times oh, when you're yeah. winning the championships. Oh, God, that, that was a big part of it. I mean, that was a huge part of it. I remember, oh, God, I can remember, like, three specific routes and plays that we developed that are just ran now, like, normal. Like, it's just, like, a very effective play. And I can remember, you know, Rick and I being stuck in a place where it was like, hey, second down and 15 or third down and 15. And we we're like, all right, well, how can we make this a high percentage play? And I remember being in a game and we were like, all right, hey, this could possibly work. And then we we're like, ah, you know what? That, that didn't really work. You know, if we were to do this and that and coming back to the cone as this person is doing a drag or whatever it might be, you know, we, we were doing that after every time we play. I mean, we were literally just be like, hey, you remember how that guy reacted? Well, how he reacted, let's adjust to this. You know, so we were just going off of the feedback that the players were giving us that we were playing against and then we were immediately applying it or putting it into a, a, a game plan for the next time we got put in that situation. So now, that's why a lot of times when we would get into a huddle, we already knew where we were running. Like a lot of people asked us, like, hey, did you guys call plays? I was like, yeah, kind of. Like by the time I came back to the offense in the huddle, I already knew what Rick was going to call. Like in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, we're running that play. Yep, I knew that it was happening. Or we didn't even have to say a lot of times we would just line up and we already knew what the down and distance was. We already knew the number of plays that were possibly going to be ran. So it all depends on the field that Rick was getting at that day. But, you know, we could we, we, were, we were on the same page. And I'll tell you a little story about something that, that just happened recently after, after the next session here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the instinct that you guys had in playing with you guys was a lot of fun because I've said the story on the air before. And like I said, this is a part I usually save it for the last hour. A lot of our listeners, obviously, 
don't necessarily get the gist of you know the, what you know what flag football meant to a lot of us oh. and some of the stuff that oh. goes down with flag football. But but I remember going to you guys and saying, listen, man, I've been running these leagues for a long time and I've never had the thrill of this type of victory and I'd like to try to win with you guys. I don't want you know to be sitting at the end of the bench waving the white towel like ML Carr oh. did for the Celtics back in the '80s. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> And, yeah. and and you guys found a really good way to make that happen. And, you know, it's a sense of pride in my playing days because I was always regarded as a very average player. And I proved something to myself and a lot of people, um, which was I wasn't as average as I thought I was. But there was a lot of part of that was you pl you're playing with people who know the game. and know The instincts became second nature to you guys. Like, you guys knew what was coming next so often. How... What was it? Like, is it because you scouted the teams? Is it just the ability to say, I have a feeling yeah. this is happening? What was it that made you guys so good during those pinnacle you know, moments and tournaments that you play eight, nine, ten games and you got to win a game? You're, you're physically drained, you're emotionally drained, and yet you guys could figure out what the other team was going to do and you'd outsmart them. You beat them in chess every time. Yeah, yeah. So before there was videos or common as common as they are now where you could just watch people from home you know like now we could pull up a you know a, any film on any top team right now basically and just watch them and on, try to do some breakdowns like that i mean you knew out of everybody rick was there before anybody and yeah. most times that we would get to the field rick was the first one there and the last one there so rick knew all teams he knew all the players all their tendencies and the same thing, we would show up and then we would just sit there and be like, all right, this is a team that we could possibly face next time. Let's watch them. And as we're watching them, we're, you know, I'm mentally taking my notes where I'm like, all right, it's third down and seven yards. I need to get this touchdown. I need to get this first down. What play are they running? Boom, I'm putting in my mental bank of plays that they could possibly run. So then I'm making an educated guess. Like you said, we're playing chess. So it's like, all right, I'm making an educated guess of where to place my players or myself to give our, you know, give our defense uh, a high percentage of making the stop. So, yeah, we, we, ha we didn't know the exact play, but I have an educated guess on what you like to run on certain plays and down. And then here's the part that when you get to a higher level that is like playing against people that we play all the time, like Fontella, Tronky, Rudy, George, that people that we play all the time. Well, here's the part that I love is like, making the assumption that they're making that I'm making an adjustment. So they're making an adjustment. They're making an adjustment my because they think you're making an adjustment. adjustment. It becomes chess. It's incredible. It's right. Exactly. Right, right, right. So yeah, that that's what we mostly did. So a lot of a lot of watching games during the during the week and you know, we would have to just sacrifice some time and get there an hour or two earlier. And we're watching players and what they like to run and turn downs and what how do they run certain plays, you know, and, and the depths of the Here's the part that a lot of people still don't catch is the depth of the quarterback where he snaps the ball. It's like, hey, if he's in a short snap, a deep snap on the center, you could already kind of eliminate some plays as that's going. So if I see on the center, I have, you know, oop, 10 plays out of the picture now. Now I got five plays that I think you could possibly run. You know what I'm saying? So little things like that, yeah. You, uh, you at one point dabbled in putting on a helmet and pads. And yeah, you're yeah. pretty darn good at it too. So I consider you a savant of the game. And, and I always get poked at because flag football, well, it's funny to make fun of flag football, but uh, what are the similarities and the biggest differences in both games? And do you find that you, they are comparable or do you find that maybe they're not as comparable as we think they are just because they play the game with the same kind of ball? Yeah, yeah, I got you. So before I answer that question, because this is going to leave my mind, is it's, it's, 
it's difficult for people to understand about the community of flag football unless you're in it. And the way that I like to compare it is kind of like a community of almost like, like CrossFit, where unless you're in it, you don't know how big it is. So it's like when you start playing the flag football league and you start playing on a Saturday, even just a weekend recreationally, and then somebody sees your talent, they're like, hey, by the way, there's a tournament next week in coming up in Orlando, you want to play? And you're like, wait, there's a tournament outside of the state? I mean, out of the, the city? Yeah, you go to that, and then you see the thousands of people that are there and the hundreds of teams, and you're like, oh, wow, this is way bigger than I thought. So the community itself is massive. Like, there's just people all around the world. I mean, flag football is even bigger in Mexico and in, in Panama, in Italy, in Spain. I mean, I've gone through all these places and seen how they treat flag football there. Because here, like I said, we have NFL is the top. You know, it's, it's the cream of the crop, right? It's, it's, it's at the top. So to have something else that looks the same, but is not as, you know, the contact is not there. So it gets a little bit like, oh, it, it's, it's that, that game is not, it's not for me. But when you play it, it gets very addictive. So to answer your question on, on how you compare the two, you can't. It's, it's not even close. It's a different game completely. It's a different, it's just, if you could just get your mind out of like, hey, this is football and this is something new, like it's just a different game itself, then you can appreciate it more. Because if you try to compare it to tackle football or 11 on 11, it's a whole different ball game. I mean, yeah, the, the skill sets might be kind of needed the same to be, like the speed and, and you know, being able to jump and, and catch the ball. Those things are the same, but the approach of the game, the, the concept of it, the, the So even the, play, even the play calling is obviously flag – accentuates the skill uh, the skill sets or I'm sorry the skill positions so obviously I mean you can still run offensive sets in 11 and 11 using the the uh, I guess you would say the similar mindset that we run in flag football patterns like I think that's something uh -huh. that's transferable right yes the, the route running to me from what I've seen is if it's the other way around it like going from the 11 11 tackle football and try to bring those routes to uh seven-on-seven, nine-on-nine, five-on-five, four-on-four football is different. The way you run the, 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 the patterns here is like, it, it's completely different. I mean, we're seeing, a, or at least I'm seeing a lot of flag football routes, you could call it, quote-unquote, when you're running these, you know, post-corner-post and, and, you know, the slant-face slants or a drag post or whatever the route is that will take a lot of time to develop in the tackle football world. You can run those kind of routes in flag football because you got – three, four seconds realistically. But now I've seen there's some tackle football players, you know, like, uh, you know, I saw Des Bryant run some of these routes and, and Julio Jones is running some of these routes that we kind of run now. I don't know where they're getting the ideas from. I'm not saying that they're copying us. I'm sure they're not. But I'm seeing a lot of these routes now being implemented into the NFL, which is awesome. It's awesome. Like the SO, do you remember that route? The SO yes. and SI? I'm sure you the special and special out. <laughs> yeah, so they're running it in there now, and I'm like, wait a second, where did you guys get those routes? <laughs> but it's different. Manny, you've had an opportunity to represent our country in the world of flag football, and you, you've traveled many, many places to play this game. And sometimes yeah. I forget, you, not only you're a grown ass man, you're probably 40 years old. <laughs> I remember you as a kid. <laughs> And you're probably 40 already. Like, I'm just thinking, I'm yeah. like, man, I know Manny's a little squirt. And, and I'm talking to a man here. I'm like, you, you, if you're not 40, you're knocking on the door, right? I'm 36, man. I'll be 37. Knocking on the door. Crazy. 
crazy. Yeah, I already have a you've savior date. You've known since date. I was 15. <laughs> I've known yeah. you since really, you 14 or 15 <laughs> is when I met you. I've known you a long time. Crazy. Um, what's, what's the best memory you take away from flag football? I mean, I know obviously I, I'd love for you to tell me that it's when we won over in Orlando. One of whatever. You probably won like 20 of these things, right? Uh, I still have the trophy. It's in my office here in my, at Slam Radio, believe it or not. That's, um, awesome. that's obviously my moment. I remember that uh, getting quiet and being to myself and going off to my chair because yeah. I've done so much in flag with so many of my friends and done so much. I'm sitting next to one of my best friends, my best friend, basically, uh, a dude that we've been through battles and wars just to have a beer afterwards and laugh because we were able to play the game. And, and to remember I was playing with you guys that we were so respected in that game. Uh, and realized that I had actually been a part of it, and I won. It, it took a minute. I sat down, and it was a big deal to me, and, and Rick recognized that. That's why he gave me the trophy. So that's my moment. I think you know that, and, and as a director, I had many, many of those north-south battles and a lot of the stuff, all the national championships you guys brought home for me. Um, those are great moments. What's your best, what's your most yeah. memorable moment as a player of flag football? Man, that's a great question. You know, I've never really thought about it. Um, I know you've had a lot know, of them, man. <laughs> well, there's there's two that stick that that stick out, and um, I don't know if I could narrow it down to one, but the the first one was my very first time uh, winning on like it was televised. I think it must it's probably my third national championship playing with 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 Rick and the guys, um, and it was a letter fly that we played Rocky Top that they televised. I announced oh, that game. Network. I announced that game. Oh yeah, <laughs> Manny Sarabin. That, that guy was pretty good. Yeah, he. Got, I, I was going. Good. It's Sanavia. <laughs> yeah, uh, that Manny Sarabin. That guy messed up my last name, but it, it, you know it's funny because I care. We carry that on now. So any other time that we had televised finals, uh, we immediately were like, "Hey, yeah, my name is Manny Sanavia, but we're gonna say Manny Sarabin from now on, like anytime because I played that good." That game, I remember that. So it was hilarious. Oh. Actually, now that I think about it, I actually didn't announce that game. I helped them with all their setup and everything because I had announced. I'd done two, I did two or three of those uh, with, with that group. And um, that one I didn't do because I think I was on the sidelines because I felt like I was I a member so with you guys. We had just won ourselves yeah. a few weeks before the other national. Um, and, and I think you had gone on TV and we won that one and that was fun. That one I was actually, I came out on TV running up and down the sideline like that lunatic yeah. fan, right? Yeah. Um, but I, that's so funny. I remember the Manny Saraman. That, that one's memorable for you. What was it that like one, representing yeah. the United States? Like that's, I've always wondered what those types of tournaments are. I know you that do that with Cascudo and what's yeah. that like, man? Oh, so that, that was my second memory that is probably right, right up there up top with, with, with my first televised national championship um, was my very first gold medal representing the U.S. in, in Italy in 2014. Uh, we went to Italy, and the crazy part of part of this, um, well, two things stick out. Number one, we didn't have a crazy roster. We had nine people in a five-man roster, and then one of them was George, and then Roby got hurt like a couple plays into the first game. So we really were down to six or seven people. Um, from the first game on and, and we ended up winning it, which was really great. But just that, that experience was so memorable because, you know, you're representing now, not only, you know, uh, 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 our team, but, you know, representing the entire country with that USA on your chest. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it takes just, it just brings a lot of pride to you as, as we're out there walking around and, and you know, all eyes are on us because we're the defending champs or they were from before I got there. 
and just walking around and, and, and people just giving you that look like, oh, those are the bad guys. Those are the bad guys. Those are the bad guys. And then everybody's practicing and, and, and everybody's separated. But yet when the game, that final game was over, we were playing uh, Mexico against the Mexican team, which they're great, by the way. They're a very solid team. And we played them in the championship game. As soon as that game was over and everybody was watching on the sidelines, all the female teams, all the male teams that stuck around to watch, as soon as the game was over, everybody became friends. And that, to me, blew me away because I have never experienced anything like that where there's it, – it's almost like, like I had fans and I've never experienced that where I had people asking me for my jersey and my cleats and my shorts, and I'm like – but how am I supposed to get home where I can't even, I don't even have shorts. Like you don't take my shorts for real. <laughs> that was a weird experience, but it was like so memorable seeing that the people that were looking at you with a mean look to begin with. And then at the end of it, we're having a beer at the end of the night doing the celebration. So that exchanging jerseys, oh, that was, it was, it was just super memorable for sure. I'll never forget that. You've been playing the game for uh, over 20 years, man. So obviously it's it, it's a source of enjoyment for you. You're very successful, very good at it. We're gonna get you, you know, we're gonna get you a, an hour a week. We really want to do that. We've talked about it for a while now, and I brought it up to you the other day, and I know you like the idea, uh, and we like to get that going for you because we we love the concept of what you're doing, and you're interviewing people, and you're getting insight, and there's there's an audience for it. Um, you love the game so much. You play it with a lot of passion, and then you, you do this because it's passionate to you. Um, yeah. On a personal level, what? Uh, how do you feel the game has helped you become a better person? Uh, definitely bringing some of the, my approach to the game, how I learned a lot of things from some of the guys that were older than me at the time, like Rick and Rupert and yourself and, and many other people. It just seeing that I was able to take that amount of detail into everything else that I did in my life has made me successful in a lot of other things. Um, you know, one thing that really caught me off guard one time, you, do you remember Darnell? Of course I'm I remember. Sure you do. Sure. Darnell. So Darnell was a police officer for Homestead for many years. And when I became a police officer, um, I was 26. And he looked at me and he goes, man, you're done with flag football. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, he's like your personality and all the things that you've learned through the years you have um, a very detailed and very almost obsessive personality that when you get into something, you just dive in at it. And he was like, yeah, I could already see you being an instructor, being part of the SWAT team and, and everything else that you can add on. And I was like, nah, no way. I don't want to go through that trouble. He's like, oh, you'll see. Sure thing. A year and a half later, same thing. I was an instructor. Two years later, I was a SWAT team member and, and all the other good stuff. So it's like, the, the details on how obsessive I can be, I got with, became with flag football. I transfer that into everything I do in my life, you know, so kind of like my page too, you know, it's like I become, you know, that person where I'm just all the things that I've learned and, and gathered through the years, I just use it in everything else that I use in my life. Basketball, so basketball has the ultimate argument, Jordan and LeBron, right? So there's all, every sport has yeah. arguments, right? And yeah, obviously yeah. people who are listening and hear us talking about flag football don't realize that we have our own argument too. <laughs> and that is, you know, who, who is the best four-man quarterback of all time? And the thing oh. is, is you have about four or five guys that you have to put on a list and then figure out, right? Oh. So it's hard for us, yeah. 
hard for you and I to not say Rick, right? Mm-hmm. I'm also very partial to Tony Valdez, although Tony didn't win the championships or anything like that. He was just a damn good quarterback. But the, yeah. the argument is, who's the greatest? Is it Rick? Is it George? Um, Rudy used to be in the yeah. mix there as well. Uh, is yeah. it Fontella? Who? I don't want to put you on the spot because you're friends with all of them, right? But <laughs> yeah. but let's just go with Rick because that's the that's the reason I asked. Rick O'Bara um, was a tactician of the X's and O's of the game. Um, mm-hmm. He did not have the strongest arm. In fact, you could say maybe he even he'd get mad at me for saying this. You might even say he had a rag arm. <laughs> ah, noodle. Go, he had Rick. a noodle arm. The noodle arm. And he was like, uh, you put a sleeve on it. I go, what do you have a sleeve on that arm for, bro? You, you might as well throw lefty the way you throw. Like, But I could make all the fun, but the ball was always there. You know better than anybody. The ball was yeah. always, always there. The timing, yeah. the X's and O's of it. Um have you ever had a better relationship on the field with anyone than you have had with Rick over the years? No, the chemistry with Rick and I was definitely, um, you know, the closest that I probably got to it after that was with George. George. Um, but there, there are different people, you know, George probably threw the most receiver friendly ball I've ever seen. Um, yes, he even does. Throws, <laughs> like he just throws such a, it's just that ball catches you. There's it times that I'm you. running. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that ball just literally landed in my arm, and I didn't even have to extend it. Like, it was crazy, you know. And Rick was not that. Rick, like you mentioned, he didn't have the strongest arm. But then also what that did is that that made Rick become a more tactical person where he had to develop plays to make it easier for him and for us. Yes. So he was a spot thrower. He was a spot thrower. Rick wasn't like, hey, I'm going to hit you on a straight post even if the guy's on you. That No, that wasn't Rick. Rick developed plays and developed routes where it was making it an easier throw for him. So as far as, um, you know, achievement wise, I mean, you, you can't deny George and Rick and Fontella, those three and Rudy and Brad. I mean, all these people that have been around for many years, but I think Rick changed the game um, on his approach to the game and developing the plays. So to me, I think if you're having those other two type of quarterbacks run a very, even now to this day, like there's a team from Jacksonville, that I mean went on a good run for in the last couple of years that their offense is basically what Rick developed in 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 his own way because they were just learning from what Rick did and then yeah they made it kind of their own version but Rick changed the game a lot I mean Rick was a was definitely a tactician by far I mean he already knew where we were going to run before we even started the game like a lot of people are like yeah I study and I'm I'm probably going to run this the first place and the second place like Rick will tell you, hey, we're going to run this the first play. And then by that, by the time we ran that first play, all the other plays that he has already, like, thought in his mind were out the door. Like, he completely was an in-game adjuster. Like, that guy was the Oh, he best was. Well, remember, he'd say, I run the same play over and over again until you stop it. We remember the right. games that he would the same, he'd run the same play five or six times in a row. And oh, until yeah. the other defense finally got a stop on it, he wouldn't stop running it. Stop it. He would right. say, stop it. He's right, also the proponent right. of that there's no such thing of running up the score. <laughs> Which I used to love that part of it because it was basically yeah. we're playing to win. So, yeah, he he didn't believe it. he was like we're scoring. Like, I'm, you want me to stop scoring and risk losing? No, I'm going to keep scoring. So, for sure, he was he was. I can. This is how I explain it because I obviously I've played I played with all you guys because obviously when you're the commissioner you get to play with everybody. But my quarterbacks were were Danny Bueno, um, yeah. They were Tony Valdez. Um, yeah. They were. 
Rick O'Bara, and then whoever was taking the snap on Trump tight, which you never knew who it was. Trump tight, wow, yeah. <laughs> um, you never knew. It was could be Omar, could be Fredo, could be Alex. You didn't know who was taking the snap this time. I, I took snaps sometimes when I played with them. Um, there's no doubt that the difference between the quarterbacks like George and Tony and, and Rudy and those guys were they implemented football strategies on a flag football field as a quarterback. Rick was the first. He innovated being a flag football quarterback in a flag football game. So he drew up plays that were flag football plays. Many times yeah. guys like Rudy and Tony drew up football plays to accommodate on a flag football field, which is much different. An out is an out is an out. I get it. But that's not what Rick did. Rick ran patterns that were unconventional. Uh, you were uh -huh. used to seeing an out and up. You thought that was over. And then he might cut in and then back out. And you don't uh -huh. know. Like, you're just doing a pirouette. And he knows exactly uh -huh. what you're doing. And he puts the ball there on your final move. He invented being a flag football quarterback, in my opinion. And that's what makes him, yeah. in my opinion, the greatest flag football quarterback of all time. No offense to George. George is... George George is amazing. George is unbelievable. George continues at this age to sling the rock. Um, but but what Rick did, what Rick did, he did change that game. Brother, I appreciate you coming on with us and talking long-winded about this. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Uh, but this platform aff affords that, and I think that uh, we can drive your listeners to listen to you uh, on a weekly basis here great. in these airwaves, and we're going to work talk it up for yeah. sure. So we're going to do that. Frank will talk to you. Fredo's giving you big time peace up. Give big shout out here. Brother, salute. He can hear you because you have you on here on the speaker. But we appreciate you coming on. Manny Salame, you can check Pleasure. him out at Flag Football Breakdown. Um, believe it or not, it's worth it, man. Even if you're not a flag football savant of any sort, it's interesting. I had one true story. You know, Roly Reyes ran a program in Doral for years. There's mm -hmm. a gentleman here who works here who played in that program. And now he's an adult. He played minor league baseball. Now he's not playing anymore. He says, I want to play flag football. And he asked me to drop some plays. I actually haven't seen him. I have to help him drop some plays. Um, but I told him to go check your site because of this. Like, you know Thank what I'm you, saying? Brother. You got to check him out. So people still play this game. I, I, I yeah. love the game. I'll eternally love the game. A little older these days. Not sure I can play anymore. Uh, the Hall of Fame. When is the induction and where is it? Well, it, right now it's it's gonna look like it's, it's supposed to be early next year. I don't have an exact date yet, but it's gonna be at some point in January. I don't know if it's gonna be in the Panama City um, uh, tournament that they're having at the end of the month in January, but um, they're still giving me those dates. But it's supposed to be in, at the end of January. They're gonna do a the ceremony. And it is USFTL, correct? Yeah, it's gonna be actually um, it's gonna be the, the the national one, and it's also the the Florida Hall of Fame, and they're putting me into both which is pretty cool. Well, that's pretty darn cool. Uh, that's yeah. cool indeed. I've lost touch with them ever since Mike Sihan passed away. Oh, man. Um, that yeah. was a tough one. And, you know, to, to, to learn of his loss was tough because he was responsible for having oh, wow. me inducted in that Hall of Fame. Remember, there's rules. You have to be a certain amount of years. And, yeah. and I wasn't. And I was still voted in unanimously. I'm very proud of that. Um, but I, I certainly have lost touch. I would certainly like to be back in touch and in that loop as far as the Hall of Fame goes. But certainly keep me abreast of that because I'd love to see if I can. I will, brother. I, I wanna, that, those are my old teammates, man. I'll go see my teammates get inducted. Now the only thing we got to yeah. do, I don't know about Horace, but we got to definitely get Albert in there. I'm surprised Albert's not in the Hall of Fame. It's really I strange. know, we do. I agree. How many, how many championships is it officially for you? Do you have a count? How many national championships? I do because I had to. If not, I, I probably wouldn't. So 
uh, officially of national championships. This includes Let It Fly, the footballs, Fast Actions, USFDLs, Running Guns, Roswell, New Mexico tournaments. I'm at 29. Wow. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Albert has, I know Albert now. leads the pack. How many does Albert have? No, actually, I think I'm leading the pack. You passed him? Yeah, Albert, um, for a while, you know, when I was playing, so what happened, remember, I was playing with Rick for many years, and I got, like, I think it was 14 with MOB, <coughs> excuse me, and then there was a couple of years that I played with George that we did the Goose Crew and Game the Time crew for and a game while. Time. I remember that. Well, I'm sorry, yeah, so I had a bunch with Thronky as well, which I got, like, seven or eight with him, and then, like, I got the rest with George, and then I recently got another two, was it two with, uh, yeah, two with the young guys that I'm playing with now, the, the team is called 305. I've um, that. So I've won another. We won a five man and a four man in the last three years. So 20. I need that one more. You want to make it thirty, huh? I want to hit thirty and just hang them up. You're gonna hang it up. <laughs> Are you gonna hang it up at thirty for real? I don't. I don't. I, that's that's my idea. I mean, we'll see. I'm still. I'm doing coaching and doing other stuff on the side. Larry, I'm going on thirty seven, man. I don't know if I could do it anymore. These young guys are moving fast. <laughs> They move fast, but you've always been fast. Frank's, I, I, Frank's whispering in my ear. He says that you sound like Eminem. Eminem tried to get out of the game in his 30s, and he's still in it. So <laughs> we'll Eminem said it. he was going to hang up his, his jersey, retire his jersey at 30. That's what was one of his lines in one of his songs. Right. 29 <laughs> well, national I, championships. My yeah. goodness. Yes, sir. It's a lot, a lot of years, man. A lot of sacrifice. A lot of calling in sick to work when I was young. I remember those times, man, where I was like, man, I got to go to work. Where it's like, it, come on, you're going to miss out on your last fly? It's crazy to think because <laughs> the one we won together, if my count is correct, that might have been your second one. It, it, I don't know what year it was, to be honest 2003. We won together in 2003. It, it, it probably was because I started. It was a running gun. We won a running gun in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, it, it could. It was been. right before you won that Let It Fly that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're probably right. So I mean, we went on a run. You remember after that, we went on a long run with Rick, and we went, we won all four of the nationals that were uh, every year. You know, there was the fast action, running gun, Let It Fly, and Z football too. You got to remember there was Z football. I remember Z football, around. of course. So um, yeah, I mean, we won those Z football like five years in a row, whatever it was. And then the letter flies, we won a few, and Rocky Top won a few as well. But, yeah, we went on some good runs. And playing with Thronky as well, got a couple with those with game time. And then George, and then, man, I, I've, been, I've been very lucky, I must say. I really say they're playing the great teams. Brother, I appreciate your time. We're going to do this more often. But more importantly, we're going to get you your hour, man. I think that's what needs to happen here. So, Frank, cool. don't hang up so Frank can get your phone number. Okay. Because if you leave it to me, we'll get it done in two years. If Frank did it, it'll get done in a couple of weeks. We'll get this done. So I'll talk to Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Great talking to you, Larry. Man, Thank good catching up with you, Manny Sanami. You can catch him on Instagram, uh, at Flag Football Breakdown. He is a savant of the game uh, and soon to be part of the Slam Radio family. Thanks again, man. I appreciate you coming on. All right, brother. Thank you. Have a good one. You too, brother. Frank, I know you're in the middle of doing three things at once. Quick break so we can do final segment on the other side. Good morning, amigo. Back on the other side. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy. 
but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're gonna be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good little thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm sorry. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said, Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
that's not that's Voorhees, isn't it? Is that Halloween? That's Voorhees. Jason Voorhees, is that who it is? No, Jason Voorhees is, is Michael Friday. Myers, buddy. Michael Myers. Jason Voorhees is Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Hey, they're gonna go crazy on you, man. You get them mixed like, up. Not McKay's mad at me already because I got them all. No, I, I'm not mad. I don't get my movie right. Okay, I got your movie right. So Michael Myers. Michael Myers was subtly scary. Very subtly scary. Very little time left. We'll go to the phone lines. Yes, good uh, Good morning. You're on Good Morning Amigo. How are you? Miami Dolphin fans, stand up. The moment you've been waiting for is here this weekend, 48 hours away. Are you ready, Mr. Milian? Am I ready for Tua Tungavailoa's first start against the Rams? Of course. I mean, this is the day you guys have only been waiting for since, like, April 2020. You've been What's dying been for this day, haven't you? Seven months, huh? Oh, my God. You're, you're, hoping, party. you're hoping he gets injured, don't you? I'm going to be at the stadium, and I'm going to wear a, a, a jersey that says zero instead of one. <laughs> but I'm calling because I want to make a wager with you, Milian, or little Milian. Let's do an over-under how many, how many quarters he lasts on Sunday. Oh, he'll last the four quarters. Oh, I bet he won't. They're going to pull him and put Fitzpatrick back in? No, he's going to go on the IR because my boy, that guy number 99 from the St. Louis Rams, or Brocker, the other DN, oh, they're going to break him. Remember Pat White and James Harrison, that game? Yeah, that's a visual that I can never forget. I can't erase that from my brain ever again. Oh, hold on, hold on. Metro Day, they're calling Air Rescue to come pick him up. Uh-oh, <laughs> down player. Down, down goes to a down goes And when you say Miami, you're talking They're hosting a Super Bowl because we're the knocked-out Dolphins. We're the knocked-out Dolphins. But, hey, you could bring back Fitzmagic. Anything else you'd like to add to this diatribe? Uh, oh. Yes, by the way. By the way, huh? By the way, huh? By the way, by the way. The Miami Dolphins will be hosting the Super Bowl yet once again. And I'm off. No, no, don't like, be off. Will be in the... What? Tell me, tell me, tell no, me. No, don't be off. We don't want you to be tell off. We, we, Come on. Those people who don't necessarily know your background here on the show, we want to make sure that you understand. We've done a parody song for you. You've heard it. By the way, I will be signing 8x10 autographs. So... So yeah, it's funny. It's we have you tried the trademark? Have you trademarked the by the way? By the way? By the way, no. <laughs> it's not GTL. It's BTW. <laughs> I think the best part of this is the disclaimer. The disclaimer is the best part. That is. It's, it's, it's the best job. So, oh, in our studio audience today, we have the great Felo Torres, by the way. Fellow. What? You got the great Felo Torres? The notorious Hall of Fame flag football player? The use of the phrase, by the way, was used by O and has entirely withheld its true identity and authenticity and was not duplicated in any way during the making of this parody. That's the best part of it. The best part of no, the whole the thing is, is him doing that, that, that disclaimer. Yes. No. So what are we betting? He's going to last all four quarters. What are we betting? I'll take that wager. I, I, we'll put over under half time. No, no, I don't need over-under. He's going to make it through the entire game. Okay, I say he doesn't. Chili's lunch? Chili's lunch it is. So he makes it through the entire all, game. All he has to do is survive. Win or lose, all he has to do is survive. The other disclaimer is 
if he wins big and they put somebody in for garbage time, this doesn't count against me either. Legitimately, oh. it has to be he's getting benched. Look, yeah, this is like a this is like a death bet, you know, death pool type of deal. If he makes sure it, doesn't make it. It's okay, man. But they're not gonna get blown out. So, and by the way, is that the great Filiberto Torres there? Yes, it is. It's the one and only Filiberto Torres. He's oh he's God. in studio audience listening to the show today. I would have dressed up. I would have dressed up better for his appearance. If I knew the great Filiberto Torres is <laughs> gonna be there with the hips. Is he shaking his hips like Shakira? He's not, he doesn't shake the hips as much as he used to. But you did miss our 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 guest in the previous segment was none other than Manny Sanabia from Flag Football Breakdown. Uh, oh, shut the front door, man. Yes, man. He recently Dude, my recently voted into the National Flag Football Hall of Fame. So three of my MOB teammates will be joining Frank, me in the in Frank, the Hall of Fame. That that guy was quicker than Flash and skinnier than a 10-pound weight. Soaking wet. 29 national championships he won, Octavio. Incredible. Hey, guess what? <laughs> That's 29 more wins than your boy 204 is going to have. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good night. See you. <laughs> By the way, make sure you trick and treat safe because I'm out. Yeah, by the way, he's going to coin that phrase. That's his. That's all his. By the way. Yeah, that's all his. Just like I have a phrase, right, that I use when I sign off every day. I don't, is it because I lost all the weight and now I think like I'm buffed and I think like I'm looking good now? Is that why I, I go to the shirtless thing? Yeah, I think so, bro. You know, you start going to the gym a little bit, you start shedding a couple pounds, all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I can wear these tank tops again, not even realizing that you're still skinny-armed. Well, my arms aren't that... I'm not talking about you. Okay, I'm going to say, let's calm down. I don't have pythons, but okay. they're not bird arms. So let me either. ask you a question. When you go in a pool, do you still leave your shirt on? Not anymore. Ah, we think you're starting to feel confident. <laughs> I used to forever in a day leave this T-shirt on. Uh, not anymore. And then I would disguise it. I'd wear like the, the dry fit ones. Because like, oh, I don't want to catch the sunburn. But then you'd get the farmer's tan. So I was like, oh, how will it? Just take it off. I don't look too bad for 52. Shirtless, you know? <laughs> My friend goes, I don't want to see that. All right, no problem. Who the hell would? I'll tell you what I've seen. What I've seen this week has made me embarrassed. Not embarrassed to be an American. Embarrassed for people who want to call themselves Americans and don't realize the power of their freedom of speech. They don't realize that for the things they use that freedom of speech, they could be using it in another capacity that is positive, that comes with solutions, solution-based as we like to say. Instead, you come with dissension, and you come with acrimony, and you come with vitriol, and you come with negativity. I don't deal in negativity too well. So, I for two years I've been on this station, Frank, and I've been very agnostic. So, this moment today, agnostic ends. Okay? And the same way our students have a right to say what they want to say, so do I. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it clearly so it's understood. I'm going to wake up on Tuesday morning. I'm going to walk over to the polling station, which is right down the street from my house. Whether I do it shirtless or not, we'll figure it out. But I'm going to go cast my vote, and I'm going to vote for America. That's who I'm going to vote for. I'm going to vote for America. Now, what you have to ask yourself is when you cast that vote, 
You don't cast a vote for a color. You don't cast a vote against someone. You cast a vote for a reason. Because it's real simple to champion. Go out and vote. Go out and vote. That's fantastic. That sounds wonderful. It's a great promo. But why are you voting? What's the purpose of why you're voting? And it's to express what you feel. It's to put your vote and ink it as who you think will be the better choice to run this country for the next four years. I want you to exercise that right. I don't want you to worry about who I'm going to vote for. Worry about that I am will do the same, that I will exercise that right. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to be an American. I served my country proudly in the United States Air Force, and I would do it again. In fact, I wish I did a lot more. I told you about my good friend, Fellow, who served as a Marine. Those are the people I have to think about when I think about this great country. The people who put their ass first so that we could sleep at night nice and cuddly and tidy and hugging up to our girlfriends and our wives and loving that security. If you love that security, that means you love your country. So if you love your country, have a little self-respect and show it respect. Do me a favor, please. Off like a dirty shirt. Have a good weekend, everybody. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.